guys. You're listening to Mama Knows Podcast with your host, Nina Cavajola, aka Balconina. Join in weekly as she walks alongside you to navigate topics around motherhood, mental health, self-love, and relationships. The good, bad, and funny. Today's topic is a very important one, maybe a little uncomfortable, but also one where I want you to know that you're not alone because you may be a parent of a bullied child or you may be a parent of a child that is bullying. Bullying is extremely common. I'm actually getting all of my statistics from stopbullying.gov. So the definition of bullying is an unwanted aggressive behavior among school-age children that involves a real or perceived power imbalance. The behavior is usually repeated, and over time, it just gets a little bit more aggressive. And both kids who are bullied and who bully others may have serious, long-lasting problems. There are different types of bullying, and I feel like as adults, honestly, we are the biggest bullies. I hate to say that, but it's true. Some forms of bullying include teasing, name-calling, inappropriate sexual comments, taunting, threatening to cause harm, and then like socially, leaving someone out on purpose, telling other children not to be friends with someone, spreading rumors, embarrassing someone in public. And then there's also physical bullying, which is physical action, like hitting, tripping, pushing, etc. And here's some really interesting statistics. In 2019, the National Crime Victimization Survey indicates that nationwide, about 22% of students aged 12 to 18 experience bullying and 19.5% of students aged grade 9 to 12 report being bullied on school property in a 12-month period. That's a lot, you guys. That's that's a lot of bullying. And that was in 2019. Who knows what it is now after the pandemic? Lord knows. Anyways, I'm talking today to Kate Lund, Dr. Kate Lund. She's a clinical psychologist who works with families and children in specifically building up self-esteem and confidence in children. But we are really honing in on bullying today. Hey, thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited to talk to you about bullying because it is such an important topic, especially for parents to learn how to navigate. And I want to, before we jump in, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. Gotcha. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so I'm a I'm a clinical psychologist, a licensed clinical psychologist, and um, you know I've been doing this work for 20 plus years working with kids and families really across the lifespan. And, um, you know, definitely uh, sort of the the primary focus, you know, in my work um, is helping folks to kind of maximize their potential in their own unique context, whatever that context might be. Mm. And as a part of this, you know, bullying has certainly, you know, come up and comes up time and time again, because it's a very, very real issue out there for us. Yeah, for sure. And I know you do a lot of work around building up self-esteem and confidence, especially in like starting at a young age. And I think that 
because of the lack of self-esteem and confidence, kids grow up to be bullies or be bullied and not know how to work through that. Do you have any like important facts for us to know about bullying um, that you've seen in your line of work, what it can do to kids? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so bullying is the, is a real problem out there. I mean, it it happens. And what what I found over time is that oftentimes at the core of bullying, sort of being the bully or being bullied, is this idea that kids have a really hard time sort of accepting and understanding individual difference. And kids who are different, kids who stand out in whatever way are often the target of bullying. And and that's a really, really core issue for us to work with all of our kids on is just understanding, you know, that we're not all the same and understanding sort of the real importance of accepting other kids, other people for who they are, and then helping, you know, all kids, but particularly kids who are being bullied, to appreciate and understand themselves within their own unique context, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes me so sad. I have two little kids and the last thing I would ever want is for them to pick someone out and you know, bully them or make fun of them. And I find that as just as parents too, we we tend to say things that to us are funny and sarcastic, but kids can like take literal. For example, my husband yesterday, we were, my son was being goofy, you know, like he was yeah. just being silly. And my husband says to him, you're being a little weirdo. Like to him, to my husband, that's like, you're being silly, you're being goofy. But a weirdo, kids calling each other weirdos means that you are not normal. You stand out. You are. So I I was like, ah, don't say that to him. And my son said to him, I'm not, don't call me a weirdo. And then literally that same day, my son, Dominic was playing with some friends and he goes, you guys are being weirdos, like very innocent, very whatever, but they hear everything we say. And I feel like that's such an important thing to recognize as parents because that can turn into bullying, right? Because weirdo can mean a bad thing to some kids. Yeah, absolutely. The connotation of calling somebody a weirdo will definitely sting. It will definitely Mm -hmm. hurt. And depending on the disposition of the particular child, you know, it might sting more in some Mm -hmm. cases than in other cases, because some kids are able to sort of move through and beyond comments like that because they just are wired in a way that allows that. But if you've got a highly sensitive child, Mm -hmm. a child who isn't able to move through and beyond some of those, you know, one-off comments or or something along those lines, it's going to be much, much harder. And so really important, particularly for us as adults, to watch what we're sort of saying to our kids, you know, day to day, Mm -hmm. and then kind of observing, you know, how their wiring is, and are they highly sensitive, and then watching what's happening on the outside, you know, in school, daycare, whatever, um, with friends, that's also very important just to observe for us as parents. Yes, definitely. Learning that firsthand, for sure. So uh, (laughs) <laughs> what age do we start talking to our kids about bullying and like, how do we approach it? 
Right. You know, and it's really early, you know, really early on. And we want to be talking about it from both sides, from the side of being bullied, as well as the side of bullying, you know, particularly if there's an entry point, you know, I'll I'll tell you a story. I have twin boys. They're Mm -hmm. 14 now, but when they were younger, we had an, an issue come up, which has really been sort of the catalyst for our discussions here at home about this idea of individual difference, recognizing, you know, that we're not all the same and that we can't all sort of, you know, that we're, we're going to take things in differently. But one of my boys, he was bullied starting in kindergarten for, you know, a reason that we might think, oh, well, that's not a big deal. But for a five-year-old, it was a huge deal. He liked a team that was different than the hometown team here where we live. He would wear the jersey of the other team to school and the boys would just rip him apart for that, you know, all the way up through the third, fourth grade boys. And for a kindergartner who happened to be highly sensitive, or he still is highly sensitive, it was a big deal. And he would come home, you know, crying, tears in his eyes, just really, really sad that the kids were picking on him because he liked a team that wasn't the popular team at school. And then that led to other aspects of him being picked on and torn down. And so it was a really, really vital entry point for us to talk about um, this idea of bullying, this idea of why does bullying happen. And so this conversation for us started very early. And I think you know, these situations come up all the time. So helping kids to understand that this is not okay on both sides of the equation, helping the child who's being bullied build up confidence, helping the child who is doing the bullying to understand, hey guys, this is not okay. We are not all the same. And, you know, this is really, really damaging what you're doing. And how can we shift gears on this? So really long answer to your very short question, the conversation needs to start really early. Yeah. And I notice some of these conversations, my son is four and we have a lot of neighbors, friends that have kids around the same age. And I notice when I'm listening, I hear them saying to each other, I'm faster, I'm stronger, I'm this and that. And it's like a very competitive nature. It's Mm -hmm. never, it's never like an argument or a fight, but it almost feels like they're, they're like measuring each other. And it's, it's like, where do, like, why, why do we, why are kids so competitive at such a young age? Is that, is that normal for their age? Or is that something that they learn from inside their house? Right. And you know, it can, it can go both ways. Oftentimes those types of messages are being um, kind of heard at home and, you know, we need to be the best, we need to be the strongest. And there's some sort of value put on that. But I do think that when, you know, we notice kids doing things like that, saying things like that to each other, it's important for us as adults to jump in and say, you know, Hey, we're not all the same, you know, Hey, maybe, maybe Timmy over here has a different strength that Mm. is going to be really important, that is really important for him right now, that kind of a thing. And sort of showing kids, telling kids, helping them understand from an early age that being the strongest, the biggest, the best is not always the most important thing, you know? In Mm -hmm. fact, it's not the most important thing. You know, we all have our strengths. We all have the things that we do well. 
and helping kids to identify those things within themselves is the most important thing we can do for them from an early age. Yeah, thank you for saying that because I I honestly didn't know what to say to my son. He was saying to one of the neighbor girls, like, I'm stronger than you. And she came to me and said, Dom is saying he's stronger than me. And I was like, uh, you're both strong. <laughs> you know, like I didn't know how to respond. And so I like that. I, I really like that response. So definitely we'll be using that. And so back to your son, I'm curious, he was being bullied at school. He came home. How did you, did he tell you or did you notice or how did you find out he was being bullied or made fun of? Right. So he did tell me, so he's a very, he's highly sensitive kid and, you know, a kid who was able to sort of articulate his feelings, um, kind of on a level that was not perhaps expected for a five-year-old. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's just the way he's wired. Some kids are wired that way. Some kids aren't. And he just happens to be. So he did tell me. And I was able to observe some of the behaviors as well on the playground when I was coming to pick the boys up. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, he was able to articulate it. We were able to kind of talk through it, you know. But the other piece that was really important to kind of help him understand at that point was we're not necessarily going to be able to change the attitudes and behaviors of these other kids, you know, and that's sort mm-hmm. of a, a point f- for all of us to understand across the lifespan. It's so hard. And so it's kind of developing the skills within ourselves to respond or not respond or be able to kind of deflect what's happening. Much easier said than done, particularly for a five-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's been I will tell you a process with this sort of um, experience, early experience being a bit of a catalyst for how to work through this idea of, you know, building confidence, starting to believe in ourselves in a really solid way, believing in the possibility beyond these challenges. And again, easier said than done, but has, you know, really kind of evolved over time for us here in the house um, with, you know, my son starting to believe in himself in other ways, despite these bumps in the road, because there've been other bumps in the road as a result Mm -hmm. of being highly sensitive. Yeah. And I love that your son was able to come to you, Kate. I Mm -hmm. think that's so important. And I think that we create that environment as parents. However, what if you have a child who is not going to come to you and open up what are some signs that they are being bullied or that they are struggling socially that we can look out for as parents? That is a great question and a really, really important question because it's a real issue out there. Um, so, you know, you really just want to be observant of, you know, has there been a change in your child's behavior? You know, have they gone from outgoing and chatty to sullen and quiet? Um, are they suddenly not wanting to go out and play with their friends either in the neighborhood or play dates after school or something along those lines? Is there all of a sudden a shift in, you know, their, um, willingness to go out and play soccer on Saturday morning? You know, are they all of a sudden wanting to just stay home and, you know, that kind of a thing? Is there, is there a level of shutdown, I guess, is what we'd want to be looking out for. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. Thank you for that information. Okay. So now we know what to look out for. We know we need to start at an early age. And so how do we 
build up their self-esteem and confidence that they build this like bulletproof vest around bullying. Obviously, bullying is going to affect all of us, right? Like we we all have feelings, but how do we build up that confidence that they can get through it? Right. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's it's really being first of all, open to listening to our kids, our, their experiences and that sort of thing. We want to help them from a really early age to discover their passions, their strengths. You know, again, we're, we're all, you know, coming from different contexts. Kids are going to have different strengths, different things that they're good at. And we want to help them in sort of an active, intentional way, figure out what those things are. Um, we want to help them have the courage to try, you know, and also we want to ha- help them have the courage to fail, to understand that, you know, things aren't always going to go right the first time. There are going to be challenges out there. We're going to, you know, get through it. You know, this idea of trying again, all of those things that we can help our kids do as parents will help them over time build sort of a innate sort of foundation of confidence that they can use then to navigate the challenges, whether they be bullying or otherwise, as they progress through school, through life, through different stages, that sort of thing. I really like that you mentioned that we have to encourage them to fail or, you know, let them fail. Mm -hmm. But I want you to give us some examples because right now in my toddler stage of parenting, there's a lot of failing. There's a lot of frustration and they can't do things that they want to do. How do we navigate that as parents? What do we say? How do we like lead them to have higher health self-esteem and how do we lead them to just let it go if it keeps failing or maybe keep trying without, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Well, you know, so... I I believe that one of the most important things that we can do um, for our kids as parents is to share with them places where we've not been successful the first time, where it's been hard for us, you know, aspects of our life that, you know, have been challenging. And I think that that is, you know, that kind of transparency is really important. It shows our kids that, hmm, all right, mom and dad are doing okay now. But things weren't always easy for them. You know, there were challenges along the way. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of a foundation to lay, right? So you're kind of sharing with your child that, hey, yeah, you know, wasn't always easy for me to get from point A to point B, but I kept at it. I kept trying. Mm -hmm. And then perhaps I had to shift gears and find another angle, you know, to work through a certain issue or a certain um, situation from that kind of a thing. And so, It's helping kids to understand that trying again, not succeeding up front is is normal. It's a natural part of the process. Encouraging them to try again and just being really open and willing to listen to their experiences without judging them or shutting them down. Just Mm -hmm. let them kind of share and trying to draw out if that's, you know, necessary based on how a certain kid is wired, that sort of thing. 
Yeah. And do you have any tips on how to teach them in expressing their frustrations when they do fail or when they do, especially for younger kids? I have a lot of young mom listeners here. For younger Mm -hmm. kids who, for example, my son, he wasn't able to, he has this little toy where he has to pull the a string and then let it go. Lots of coordination going on. And he wasn't Mm -hmm. able to. And I watched him and he just like grunted and threw it on the floor. Natural reaction, physical. What are ways I could talk to him about that and just let him fail, but just kind of tell him to take a break. Yeah, exactly. So sort of jumping in there and maybe grabbing the toy and being like, it's okay, buddy. You know, it's hard. What you're trying to do is is hard. And again, as a toddler, so, you know, developmentally, we need to be communicating in ways where they're going to kind of grasp it, understand. So, you know, kind of grabbing the toy, sort of modeling, maybe all right, bud, let's take a break. You know, let's take a, a step back, maybe shifting gears on, on what you guys are focused on in that moment, that sort of thing. Because really during toddlerhood, you're sort of laying the foundation through your words, but also through modeling and that sort of thing. Um, and also through your energy, right? So he was a little like ramped up and like a little angry, totally understandable, frustrated, um, And so you jump in there very calmly, kind of grab the toy, maybe say something about this is really hard, then kind of shift gears, that sort of thing. Yeah. Because, you know, the the words, you're starting to use more words as they get older, right? Mm -hmm. And and depending on how a kid is wired, will kind of dictate how they're able to kind of communicate verbally, take in sort of the words. So During Mm -hmm. toddlerhood, you really want to be using your actions, your energy, that sort of thing as well to model for your child how to react to frustrating situations. Yeah. And not going to lie, I'm just being the devil's advocate. That's the hardest part. Like being the parent that is calm and collected and, you know, (laughs) supportive is really hard to do that when you're also probably dysregulated and probably don't know how to cope. And so that's a whole nother topic we don't have to get into. That's that's a whole nother, nother uh, kettle of worms. I hear you. And it's hard. It's really, really hard. And particularly with toddlers, very young children, it's your moms are exhausted. Mm -hmm. Let's face it. I mean, I, I too, um, I'm, still sometimes exhausted, but yeah, you have during, teenagers <laughs> during the, during the, the toddler years, I was, yeah, exhausted. And, yeah. and I totally hear you. So really, yeah. Important to be kind of as moms managing our own stress responses so that we can kind of intervene, but again, not always possible. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done. Like all of this is easier said than done. Yeah. I want to close this out with one of the most important questions, in my opinion, is if you're a parent of a child that is the bully, Mm -hmm. what do you do? How do you navigate? What do you say? What are some top tips for that parent? Right. Gotcha. Really, really great question. And so, so important. And, you know, you really want to share with your child in no uncertain terms that their behavior is not okay. It is not okay to hurt another child, appear, make them feel badly about themselves, that sort of thing. But also the education piece is so important. And the messages that you're giving your child at home in terms of, you know, accepting individual difference and understanding that we're not all the same and trying to help your child kind of 
refocus on building um, their own sense of themselves and their own um, sense of what they're capable of. Because unfortunately, what we know from much of the research and from much of the evidence out there, kids who bully other kids, kids who rip down other kids, tear them down in some way, are not feeling very good about themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we need to be educating the bully. We need to be helping the bully understand themselves fully within their own context and build up their own sense of self and self-esteem because, you know, that's going to um, hopefully bring down some of this this bullying behavior. Yeah. Translates into adulthood too, right? Like adults are some of the biggest bullies out there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so. And so all of these principles really do apply across the lifespan. Yeah. I I just don't think any parent wants their child to be a bully. And sometimes our kids will be bullies because they don't feel good about themselves. And I just want moms to be like, understand that that's normal and it's okay. And we just have to figure out the root cause, right? Exactly. Precisely. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kate, thank you so much for your time. I really want uh, you to share with my audience where they can find you on social media, email, whatever, whatever's the best way to get a hold of you. Sure. Absolutely. So best way to get a hold of me right now is through my email, which is Dr. Kate, D-R-K-A-T-E at drkatelund.com. Working on a website, also out there on LinkedIn. So that's another way to uh, access me. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Super fun conversation. Such a powerful topic. I really hope that it resonated with you today because it is important that as parents, we prevent bullying we stop bullying in its tracks. And also, even more important, we build self-esteem and confidence in our children at a really young age. And then, of course, watch yourself, right? Because we as parents, we can be funny and sarcastic and say things around other adults that our children might perceive completely serious. So still working on that over here in the Cavajola household. Anyways, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you subscribe, leave a review, follow on social media, and thank you again to Dr. Kate Lund for chatting with us today about bullying. 